Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dark Matters. Girl, how the fuck am I supposed to lay down as well? Just try. Put your laptop on you. Or closer. This is a king-size bed. We have one microphone. Okay, but this is a king-size bed. There should be plenty of room. There should be. There is. There's not. There literally is. If anybody else was here, one, <laughs> two, no, it's not enough. <laughs> yo, I'm not going to lie. I said something to um Paul the other day, and I was just like, yo, and now I have to see Sam's ugly green furniture again. I thought Fuck I would see him for the last time. Judge my like, furniture? I'm sorry. It looks like it would be in like a bamboo-themed room. Listen. <laughs> this furniture has been around for like 24 years and it's yeah. in relatively good condition. So, fuck off. I mean, I've been around for like 27. I ain't doing too good. So, <laughs> you got a few years I, left. I think cabinet. I think the furniture is doing better than you. Right yeah, it's not getting constantly <laughs> fucking flipped upside down, fucking oh punched. Just kidding. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hi, friend. Hi, friend. So, another one of my episodes. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I do have to say that I'm drinking a milkshake for those who can't see me. So, I'm going to try to drink it real quietly when I do, but. You better, because that's disgusting. I'm going to try. Okay. Well, when I say mysterious death, <laughs> what's the first thing that comes to mind? <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Um, I'm thinking. Does it is it an old person? No. Well, goddamn, that was my first <laughs> guess. I think of someone old. Like, what's okay. your guess? I'm just thinking of. Um, is it Manchester Mansion? What's the one with all the ghosts? No, Winchester. that's Mr. Winchester. <laughs> Manchester. Manchester. You don't know that one? <laughs> no, I don't. That's the sister house. <laughs> Um, Betty lives in that one. No, she, uh, I'm thinking of that, but it's Mr. I have nothing on my brain right now. I don't know. Can you give me another clue? Um, it was in the last 10 years, so it's relatively newer. And a mystery, you said? Sort of. Wow, so my chances of getting it are even <laughs> You should just tell me. I think you should <laughs> tell me. Do you know who- The Muffin Man! Okay. <laughs> Elisa Lam! Elisa yeah, Lamb. Elisa Lamb! Yeah! Yes. The oh, Muffin shit. Man. Okay. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you were pissed. Like, I'm I literally enough that I knew as soon as you I'm said that one sound. I'm literally telling you who it is, and the first thing you <laughs> want to say is, The Muffin Man. Funny comments, a funny comment. That's what we say here. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Elisa Lamb. Yes. Ooh, okay. This is unexpected. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, well, that was who whoever doesn't know who Elisa Lamb is, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. So, Elisa Lamb was born April 30th, 1991. She was originally born in Hong Kong, China, and she eventually immigrated to Canada with her family. She and her family owned a Chinese restaurant in Burnaby, British Columbia. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Burnaby? How do you spell it? Burnaby. It has to be Burnaby. B-U-R-N. A-B-Y. I think so. I'm going to go with that. Okay. So she's in Canada. <laughs> she's in Canada, yes. And she's at the time of our scene here, she is 21 years old. So she's in college. She was initially at University Hill Secondary and then went to University of British Columbia. 
So like many, I guess, adults, she's 21, (laughs) in college, in 2013, at the time of this scene, she was very active on social media. She did have a Tumblr page, which she posted on very regularly. Tumblr. Did you have Tumblr? I didn't. So she had a Tumblr. She posted on it very regularly. Like blogs? So she reposted a lot of things. Okay. And she also would write. As well, in like mm-hmm. little little blogs. I don't I don't really know how Tumblr works, but they're like the same. they're yeah. like little squares that she would like. I don't know. Okay, okay. I'm not sure. I looked into it, and that's kind of how it looks. So I don't know. I'm just basing it off of what I see. I don't really know Tumblr that well, but okay. she really used it as like a diary. So she wrote on it Cute. a lot. So that was kind of like her outlet. Yep. So she decided that she was going to go on a solo trip by herself. Terrifying. Very terrifying. Terrifying. Right? Not and not only that, but she's going to a whole different country no. by herself. No. I need at least four friends. So so again, <laughs> she's from Canada. She decided to visit the Southern California area. Completely no. far away from where she's at. And da- I'm sorry, dangerous. but dangerous. Yeah. I'm absolutely. not going to Canada. I would be still terrified. I wouldn't do that. But flip that around and then go where she went. I'm like, this girl had guts. So... She was apparently going through the whole Southern California area. She was kind of just stopping and going through different areas of Southern okay. California. Because it was the biggest state. And I mean, she en- she ends up in LA. Of course. Los Angeles. And she decides to stay at this hotel. It was known as two different things. The Cecil Hotel and the mm-hmm. Stay on Main. It has two different names. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Well, the one's born. <laughs> you can guess which one I'm talking <laughs> So anyway, she checked in on January 26, 2013. So I'm sorry, what month? January. January, okay. So she booked, they had what was called, like, I guess more of a hostel type stay where mm-hmm. she shared a room with other okay. people. And nothing's wrong with that, just not my cup of tea. Yeah, definitely. Already, like, she, okay, I could imagine what type of independent person she was so yeah okay right so she was staying with a couple other women in a room sharing Mm -hmm. that room um she had been going around the area she had gone to a live taping of a show in burbank cool she did get kicked out which we can get into later of that taping very weird um and then also she started acting weird with her roommates She started writing them letters Mm. or notes on their bed, telling them that they should leave and to get out. (laughs) Lock the door and I'm leaving. Exactly, insist that they have a password to get into the room. Paranoid. Okay, so so this obviously this is a problem. Mm -hmm. So eventually, her roommates complained to the front desk, and she was moved to her own private room to avoid. I mean, that's. One way to get your own room. Yes. So then she had been uh, last seen at, in the hotel on January 31st, 2013. She was due to check out on February 1st. So this is the day before she was due to check out. Um, her parents and her during this whole trip had been in constant contact. Every day she'd call her parents. So they always kind of were updated on what she was doing, where she was. And this day, specifically, they didn't hear from her. So they okay. were already alarms were going off to mm-hmm. them. They immediately reported her missing. 
good. Didn't know where no she went. Like, don't take the chance. If you are usually in constant contact, she's there by herself. She's in a different country. No, there's no excuse. Unless she eventually, like, it, unless there is a reason. There's no excuse and they should have been alarmed and good for them. Right. So she's missing. They don't really know what's going on, where she is. And that's when police do get involved. They're trying to look out for her. They are canvassing in the area, looking around for her, not really having any leads on anything. So another people, other people that are staying at the hotel, they're actually a couple, Mike and Sabina Bogg. They're from out of the country. They came to visit LA and they were also staying at the Cecil at the same time as Lisa. So during their stay, they all of a sudden noticed one day that the water pressure was low Hmm. and the water had this brown discolored tint to it. That's when you know you have a problem. Yes. They had been showering with it. Mm. They have had been brushing their teeth, mm. drinking with it. They did report that it did have a funny taste. They weren't really nah. sure what it was. No. So they did complain to the front desk and they were moved up two floors. However, the, the water pressure never got better. So eventually the hotel did send up maintenance to the roof to check on the water pressure in the tanks they had up there. So the maintenance man, his name was Santiago Lopez. He was the one that was on on duty that that day. He did go up there. This was on February 19th, 2013. This was 19 days after she was last seen. He did go up and it's a four foot by eight foot water tanks that they have up there. They have, I think, four of them. Mm -hmm. He was checking them. He saw one of the water tanks, looked in and actually found the dead body of Elisa Lamb. So he described her body as white as a ghost. Okay. She was floating face up. Terrifying. Are Very you terrifying. kidding me? If I open, if I saw that, I'd be like, this is wrong. I would think that the nerves on his spine just spiked and he was just like, nope. Or he didn't have any of that and he was totally taken by surprise. I don't know what's worse. That's terrifying. Yes. And to make it worse, her body also was badly decomposed already at this point. I was going to, I didn't know that detail. And that is, yep. Yes. Okay. On top of that, she was naked. Her clothes were at the bottom of the tank, but very weird that she's naked. Yeah. Detectives ended up having the tank drained, and they had to actually cut an access point into the side of the tank to get to her body. (sighs) They, what's interesting about this is during these whole 19 days of her being missing, and the detectives and the police LAPD were looking for Elisa all around the area. They did search the hotel. They did extensive searches of all of the security footage in the hotel. And they didn't really see her leave around the time that she went missing. So they had a feeling that she was in or around the hotel. So at this point, I know we're going to get to it, but the well-known video. That's where we're leading up to. Mm-hmm. Did they at least have that? Like they saw at least that part yes. at this point yes. before they even found her. So yes. they knew just that. That was one of the things. What I knew one of the things, but they already knew that point. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what's interesting is during these 19 days of them searching for her, trying to find her, they did search the roof and they came up with nothing. They, I'm going to say it, they would have seen it open if she was in there. That's, uh, we'll get into it. Okay. Okay. But yeah, they were very confident that when they checked the roof initially, she was not there. 
But it is. it was noted that they did not check the water tanks the first time. Check inside? Yes. I'm just saying. Well... There's a, there's a lot of questions here, so we're going to get into it. But I think first what we should do is talk about the Cecil Hotel, where she ended up staying, and Ooh. go into it a little bit. Okay. Wait, this has a history, right? Oh, yes. I'm so excited. So the Cecil Hotel was actually built in the 1920s. It was a million dollars to build, so it was pretty – I mean, back then, that's pretty expensive. It does. Ex- in the 1920s, yeah. yeah. We already know it's a lot more than that. Then. Yes. However, the issue is the area that the Cecil Hotel is in is not the best area in L.A. It's considered mm. what they call Skid Row, the area. Ugh. Very much known for drug use and homelessness. That's so, a rude name. Very bad area. So they had a manager there. She was a general manager. Her name was Amy Price. She was the general manager there for 10 years, including when Elisa was staying there. Mm-hmm. So she was actually hired on to try to make – the Cecil's reputation a little bit better because mm-hmm. at the time, during that time, even before Elisa was there, the reputation of the hotel was not great, especially because of the location that it was in and the type of clientele that it was attracting, obviously, if in that type of area are not the best. Mm-hmm. So she she had said during the 10 years that she worked there, they had thousands of 911 calls. That's to the Cecil. Okay. Thousands. That was not looking good. The equivalent of one to three calls per day. Oh my. No. Oh no. Yeah. The LAPD knew the Cecil very well because of that. Wow. And it's such a I mean, how many floors? I believe there was fourteen or fifteen. Oh crap. I was gonna say seven. No. I knew it was big. They have oh, they crap. have at least fourteen as far as I know. I didn't even. That's a lot of people. So, yes. So, one to three. Okay. Yeah. Not good. And they were called for many reasons, Mm -hmm. some of which were domestic violence, assaults, stabbings. Ooh. Someone tried to burn down the hallway once. Don't know why. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just the whole hallway. Yeah. Suicides. Attempted suicides. Um, One of which, which I didn't really have a chance to look into. The specifics of it, but someone did jump out of one of the windows once and hit someone on the pavement, and they killed that person. So that's just like a crazy. Could you? <gasps> like just the. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Also of note, during the ten years that she worked there, there were about eighty deaths. Actually, Jesus. a lot less than I expected. I don't know. Considering, Consider- I don't know. I guess, but I have no like. What are other hotels? That's a good question. <laughs> right. So that like. <laughs> okay. The way that they try to make the hotel a little bit better was by trying to make it a little bit like kind of revamp it a little bit yeah so okay yeah that's what that's where the stay on main came from ah. they, kind of, they kind of made that as try to target it toward like younger people on more like business a host- trips no like more oh. like a hostel type thing i mean i get it but also the cecil hotel is that is its name yeah it's a cool name it's original this, what does it say on Maine? Mm-hmm. That sounds like you get hotel rewards. Kind of, actually. But yeah, the Cecil also had a lot of long-term residents that lived there permanently. So that okay. was another thing, too, to note. And when was this revamp? Um, I think the official one, I want to say, was... Like, was it in the 2000s? I wanna, yeah, I believe it was. Hold okay. On, let me check. 
2011, that was when they tried to rebrand with the Stan Main. Okay. Also, I confirm it is 14 floors. Wow. Yeah, a lot bigger than I thought. So, what's actually also interesting is that Richard Ramirez, also known as the Night Stalker, he was known for raping and murdering women. That piece of shit. Yes. Smelly mouth piece of shit. He was... (laughs) I can't even finish up the Trout mouth, smelly Ooh. piece of shit. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was, yeah, known for raping and murdering women in L.A. He actually was known to have stayed there for a while. He actually stayed on the 14th floor, paid $14 a night for his room. And what really speaks to the environment that this hotel is, is he would, in the midst of his murders, he was staying here. And he would go into the alley, take off his clothes... And walk through the halls of the hotel in his blood-stained underwear, and no one said a thing. That isn't. I did know that, and I'm glad you brought that up because what no these one places in history have marks on them? What? Yeah, literally that that shocked me. No one said a thing. No one reported anything. And that just shows, like you said, the type of neighborhood people it was and the people that stayed there that stayed are there. you kidding they're not ra- they're not ratting on people like they're not no. they don't care your business is yours and i don't care right that's terrifying yeah okay so him stinky face yeah so this just kind of paints a picture of what the hotel environment is like and you're putting mm-hmm. this 21 year old girl who's staying by herself in this type of environment around sketchy people in a sketchy hotel like you can revamp in a sketchy it, area was it i you, mean i mean I think what is downfall is it's area, the area it's in. I feel like that's kind of what really yeah. fucks it all up, to be honest. I, I think there's good people yeah, that probably came, totally. like always. But I think maybe it was more of a facade than it was their business plan didn't really go like, you know, it didn't completely change. Right. But maybe it had a f- nice facade. So let's talk about the video that they found. The yes. infamous video that they found. Yo, we have to watch. Can we watch it so I can remember it? Let me talk about it and then we can watch okay, it. Okay, yes. Okay. So during their their investigation, before they even tried to, before they found her body, they were looking at all the surveillance footage, and the one piece of footage they did find with her in it was actually her getting into an elevator. Now, I'm going to just describe kind of what's happening in this video. If you want to watch it, you and haven't already seen it, you could definitely go on YouTube and look it up. It's literally everywhere. So she's actually. Gets into this elevator, immediately look kind of bends over a little bit, and she's staring at the buttons to the elevator. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, she starts pressing them down the row. She starts pressing all the buttons down the row for no reason. After she does that, she actually pokes her head like quickly out of the elevator and looks both ways. Like she's like, like paranoid about something or looking for someone or checking to make sure no one's there. Then she gets back on the elevator and actually tucks herself into the corner of the elevator as if she's trying to hide from someone. Very weird. Like, obviously, like when she's like on, cause she's facing the camera. So she's on yeah. the side with the door. She's against that wall. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she's waiting for something mm-hmm. and it is terrifying. Yeah. When I first saw that video, I thought it was, um, I, cause I don't think I came across it like on the news. I think I came across it with like someone sharing it on something. I was like, is this a jump scare? Like, that's yeah. how creepy it was. And then it's I found so out it was odd. real. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So then she, she looks out to the right outside of the elevator again. And so she, 
actually stepping out into the hallway again, but she does these like strange steps. Like it's almost like it's a pattern of steps that she's doing. And it's very odd the way she's doing it. And then she starts pressing the buttons again, pressing the buttons again. Then she starts waving her arms around and her hands around everywhere and steps outside the elevator again. And she's doing this for a couple, I mean, a a decent amount of time. I would say probably about a minute. And then finally, she exits out of the elevator to the left and she's never seen again. Also, and can we talk about how the doors never fucking close? I was just going to get to that. That's the other thing. Sorry. <laughs> Elevator doors, the whole video, stay open. They never close once. Creepy. However, after she leaves, they eventually close. They close. Like a hot second after she leaves, it's like, oh, okay. No, because it's that tension of those doors staying closed. That's what's unnatural about it. Yeah. You're just waiting to see something. And she's right. waiting to be, oh, gosh, no. Yeah. And it's just very weird the way it's like that. Okay, pull it up. Let me say. Okay. When there's no sound. Makes it creepy. I saw this in the... I remember I was in bed. Yeah. Leans down very low to the buttons. Yeah. This isn't... That looks normal. She looks still a little calm. Then she like second guesses. Yeah. No. It's almost like I feel like... uh the elevator's now open, she's she it just i don't know she goes from almost like she's trying to listen to something to then checks and then panics girl the slow walk out it's just the paranoia oh my gosh and it. the jump no and, and i didn't like that i didn't like the steps yeah it's like a pa- it's like a blind panic like she steps to the side then steps back and steps up and to the side like it's just very like, pattern. she's trying, like, it's, like, fight or flight or, like, you know, like, she's fighting about, like, what do I do? Where do I go? Yeah. She just seems like she's trapped. The doors remain open. It's just very strange. Obviously in distress. I'm pressing the buttons again. hmm Why are the doors still open? They didn't even, like, attempt to close yet. Like, that's nope. the weird thing. I know we'll talk about it later, but there's no way. The it's hands. the hands. Oh, it's the hands. She f- has them really flailed out. And that's this, not of, in an insulting way. It way, almost but looks like, like she's talking to someone. I'm a ima- I was more imagining making. like, and she just stands outside the door of the elevator. It's very unsettling. And then she uh, is never seen again, and the door closes. That is. Terrifying. Yeah. It's a lot scarier than I remember. Yeah. When you watch it back, it, it really is. It's just so unsettling yeah. of a video to watch because there's so many questions you have and no answers that it just makes your mind just kind of race of what is happening. Yeah. So let's get into the, the case, the investigation. Mm-hmm. So, entry to the roof is actually supposed to be restricted to just hotel employees. There was only two ways to get to the roof. There was an interior staircase that had a locked door at the top, equipped with an alarm, which could only be turned off with a key. And the only people that had a key were the owners of the hotel, management, and the maintenance people. Okay. So, that's the only people that had access to that key that could turn off the the alarm. Sorry. Hold on. I'm undressing my milkshake. Oh, I took off its label. It's Nikki. Oh, no. SOS. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you done? Did you see it? No, stuff? are you done? Crazy person? This is bullying. <laughs> Live on radio. Okay, Muffin Man. Oh, All right, so. I didn't make that joke earlier. I forgot I made that joke, so I thought you were just calling me the Muffin Man. I was oh like, that's God. so mean. If anything, I'm that giant gingerbread man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, God, that's terrifying. <laughs> okay, so there's the... Staircase that had the locked door with roof access that had an alarm that would sound if you opened the door. The other way to get to the roof was there was three fire escapes that had access to the roof. So just keep that in mind. They did check her room. Her room had basically all her things. She mm-hmm. had a computer, her clothes, her wallet, and her medication. And apparently they reported that her room was quote unquote in disarray. What's interesting to me is that they did actually, like, take some stuff out of her room, from what I understand. Like, because okay. she didn't check out. And they said they just usually do that. They just take the stuff out. Oh, I'm sure. 19 days? Yeah, they're it. like, okay, she yeah. ran or something, you know. But apparently the people that cleaned the room said that when they had cleaned the room, it was in, quote, unquote, disarray. So Okay. Uh, they did talk to a lot of the employees there. They had some late night employees that did see her the day of her disappearance, January 31st. They, did, they said they saw her in an area that was not open to guests and they did ask her to leave that area. She did leave. Okay. So that was interesting. But what they do to prevent her to not get there again? I don't think they did. They just told her to leave. Okay. So we can just assume she went straight back to where she was. Could have. For sure. Okay. They did bring in scent tracking dogs uh, to try to figure out, you know, where she went. Oh, crap. Yeah. Um, And that did lead them to the fifth floor, which Mm. is where her room is on that floor. Mm. But there was a window in the hall that led to one of the fire escapes that had access to the roof. And they did track her scent to that window. They lost the scent after that. Went out the window. So it's possible she did go out the window and up the fire escape. Hell, Yes. The other thing is, with the door that had the alarm, if if you were to open that door and the alarm did go off, it would immediately go to the front desk to let them know that the alarm is going off. So they they did report that there was no alarm that went off at that time. So it kind of gives you an idea that it's possible that that's not the way she went to the roof. Or possible that the alarm didn't work. That too. But the manager at the time said that it was in working order. So I don't know. There was a guy named Christopher Dorner. I don't know if you know him. Mm-mm. He was an ex-LAPD police officer who actually went on a killing spree and started killing his ex-colleagues and family in the LA area. And it was around oh the same my time. God. So initially, they put all their efforts into the Lisa Lamb investigation. They had 18 detectives working on this case. Mm. But when Christopher Dorner came through, they actually had to you know, relocate some of those detectives to that case. So they mm-hmm. ended up going down to four detectives. For Elise's case. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> they. There was no ladder inside of the tank. So they. Okay. They knew that she couldn't have closed the latch to the, the water tank herself. Now this is a big. We'll get into it. But there's there's a big question of was the hatch closed or open when she was found. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why they're saying there's no ladder in the tank. So she couldn't have closed it herself. So it's important to know if it was open or closed. Exactly. Uh, they found that there was really no way anyone could really have carried her body up the ladder to the water tank without bruising her body. 
Yep. And when we get into the autopsy, you'll see that they had no bruising on her body. So that okay. would make sense. So let's get into the autopsy. Okay. So Dr. Jason Tover, he's a forensic pathologist. He was working in the coroner's office at the time of her death. So he was one of the ones that was, in, you know, investigating her body mm. and trying to figure out how she died. So he said that her body had having the same clothes around her as she was wearing on that video on the day of Mm -hmm. her disappearance led them to believe, to hypothesize that she most likely died the day of her disappearance or a few days after. Wow. So, but they're not, they still are not sure exactly what day she died. I would say that would make sense. Right. When they received her body, her body was in a considerable state of moderate decomposition, which made it literally impossible for them to figure out how long she had been in that water tank. Right. What's really kind of gross about dying in the body of water is the body bloats. Mm. I don't know if you knew that, but the body does bloat because of the water. I was going to say, yeah, what does the water do? Yeah. Yeah. So so they did do a lot of investigation on her body. They did test for um, sexual assault. That was all negative. She was not strangled. She was not sexually assaulted. There was no DNA under, under her fingernails. There was no DNA in her private areas that would indicate another person. Um, wh- this is the part that is very interesting to me. They said there was no signs of fluid in her lungs. And usually that's like a telltale sign for someone, for the coroner's office, to indicate that someone died by drowning. Because if you're drowning, you're unintentionally getting water into your lungs. So yeah. this is what but, – but here's the thing. Dr. Tover did make a comment that that doesn't necessarily mean that she didn't drown. Okay. I have my theories, but. Well, let's get into the theories and the inconsistencies. Yes. Okay. So a lot of inconsistencies. There's a lot of back and forth that when they were initially looking for Lisa, they did release that elevator video out into the public. So this became a public case before Mm -hmm. they even found her body. There were so many people involved, YouTubers, Uh, People on social media everywhere were trying to dig into the conspiracy theories as to what happened to Elisa. They could not figure it out. But there were so many theories. Yeah. So many. So we're only going to touch on a couple of them. Mm -hmm. um, But I'm sure there's a lot more than the ones I'm going to mention. So they're saying for her to have entered the water tank on her own, she would have needed to make her way to the hotel roof undetected, which we already kind of talked about, through a locked door with an Mm -hmm. alarm or via the fire escape from the side of the building. The roof access door was located out and to the left of the elevator she was last seen in at the top of a top of a stairwell. And what's interesting is they make it sound like that the roof was completely like impossible for people to get to. And right? of course it's not. It's not because when they did go up there, they found trash, they found cigarette butts, they found graffiti. So clearly people are getting up there one or way or going another. Going up there. Yeah. Yes. So that's the thing that, that they really couldn't say, you know, there's it's impossible for her to get up there because clearly it's possible. Yeah, people are up there. Very clearly it's possible. Her The fire escape her scent was noted at was 15 floors down because she was on, mind you, floor five. And that's the floor that they found her scent at the mm-hmm. window near the fire escape. It was 15 floors down. So she had to go up 15 floors on the fire escape. And at the end of it, at the top, where she gets to the roof, there is a ladder, freestanding ladder. She'd have to go up. And they're just saying that she had to have a lot of, I guess, balls to kind of have the courage to, to go all the way up there. But I mean, it's yeah. possible. It's definitely physically possible. 
She also would have gotten into the water tank platform and had to climb a 10-foot ladder on the side of the tank. Again, possible, but you, like, physically possible, but just odd. Like, Mm -hmm. why would she go all of that effort for what? And that's why it, yeah, that's why it, yeah, it's very odd. Okay. And apparently the hatch was kind of heavy. So that's another thing, too. If you look, if you see her, she's relatively petite. Yep. Of a person. So for her to lift as, he- as heavy she's as... 21. Yeah, and as heavy as they're making it sounds, for her to be able to lift that on her own, kind of questionable. I mean, I'm, I'm sure she could probably do it if... So I'm saying, either she had a really good reason, whatever it may yeah. be, or someone did it for her. Yeah. So this is kind of the, the other part of it. The hatch. Initially, they reported that when they when she was found, it was closed. And okay. they were trying to say, well, how the hell did that close? Because there's no ladder inside the tank for her to close it herself. But at this point, they still weren't sure. But they still weren't sure. But it was closed at the time. That's what they, it was initially reported, that it was okay. closed. However, they did say this was a quote-unquote communication error. Mm-hmm. And that the maintenance man, Santiago Lopez, who found her body, actually said that the hatch was open when he found her. Mm-hmm. So that kind of gives it, makes it more broad as far as what happens to mm-hmm. her. Okay. So it was open. The other thing that people ha- were really digging into when they were looking at that elevator video, they they dissected that video mm-hmm. second by second, which is crazy. I mean, the things that they came up with, I mean, never would have thought. Yeah, I hope on you my own. the one. The one, the, the one thing that they did note, the timestamp on the elevator was kind of damaged. Like you can't mm-hmm. really read it that well. Yeah. And when you really when it's when you really look at it, they were saying that it could potentially have been slowed down thirty-three to thirty-five percent the mm. video, which doesn't really make sense. So the people are starting to hypothesize that the Cecil Hotel edited the fit the footage before it was released. The manager did say though, she denied it. She said that there's no way anyone in the hotel could have edited that footage. It was that's the way it was. So again, questions just make But logically, sense. what is slowing it down going to do except make her look like she's moving slower? The yeah. only realistic thing would be they didn't want her to look what as moving as quickly. But even when you watch the video, it doesn't even look like it's slowed down. So you know nev- No, did you see it. her hair? Yeah, it was quick. When she darts but out of the, to be fair, I don't know what the difference is between those speeds. I don't either. But I feel like you would notice if it was like buffering. Yeah. You can tell the difference between a buffered video kind of strolling along yeah. compared to a real-time occurrence. It's kind of more obvious, but this video is definitely not obvious. Is there anything else you say about the video? Because there's something I heard I don't know if you touch upon. You can tell. Say it. Um, About... Cutting it shorter? No. There was one thing I heard, and could have been, like, another, like, YouTube hole that I went down, but someone was talking about how they thought that while she was out of the elevator, like, it looked like it was something with a timestamp. Like, it was shortened. Like, a moment, like, pieces of time were, like, like, edited out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought that was creepy, too. So, some of the theories that people were saying about this. So, the, the elevator video, specifically... 
some people were saying that she was playing a Korean elevator game, which supposedly by pressing elevator buttons in a specific pattern would open up a portal to another dimension. So they did oh, get a little like paranormal with it almost. Did you? Um, that's interesting because do you know Shane Dawson, the YouTuber? Yes. He did it with um, Garrett and mm-hmm. Drew. And I watched that episode. That is very in-depth. I don't believe that to be a theory. No, I, I think that was kind of just... If it was more, I would be like, yo, yeah. Yeah. Then there was a vocalist of a German metal band. His name was Morbid. That was his, like, mm-hmm. stage name. They were right. talking I, yeah. about, talking about him being the one that killed her. It was like, that was a out weird of blue. theory. Yeah. I, there's a lot of talks that it was because of the way he looks. And mm-hmm. he's, like, because he's very dark. He's in a metal band. So he. This, like, ruined his career. Yeah. It really did because people really believed that he did it. Yeah. He was getting like death threats and people like yeah. messaging him Turning constantly, him. telling him, like, oh, you killed her. You should turn yourself in, you piece of shit. Like, it was and bad. And wasn't it proof that he wasn't even in the hotel at the time? He was in Mexico at the time yeah. of his death. He wasn't even in the country. There was that one was probably the, the most out there theory that yeah. didn't make sense to me. It kind of was just like, oh, one, it's like social media. Like, it, it was, it caught fire and it ran. Yeah. With no proof. And that's unfortunate because I. Yeah. It's very almost discriminatory, I feel like, because it was just yep. kind of like how he looks and the type of person he is. Oh, he must be a, a killer. And know? we all know those boys are always super nice. Always. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> They're on TikToks right now doing yeah. thirst traps. But <laughs> you know that type. Yep. Yep. <laughs> then there was talks of saying, oh, maybe someone was stalling the elevator. Someone was holding, holding the button, the button from the outside. See, but that could have been determined if, okay, then is there the button on that side? Yes or no? If yes, that's weird. But here's the thing, though. If someone was holding that button, I don't know if you've ever done it before, too, but if you try to hold the button on the outside of the elevator, well, not even that. I mean, talking about the video specifically, you hold that button, eventually the door still will try to shut unless you repress it. So. For that to happen, and the doors don't do not do that whatsoever. It, it seems like open. it didn't even try to show. No. Then there was talks of, oh, did she commit suicide? Mm-hmm. So it's known, it's known about her that she does have a history of mental illness. She is known to have bipolar one disorder, mm-hmm. and she is on medication. There's proof on her Tumblr in the past where she had posted about having suicidal thoughts and having struggling to cope with having a mental illness that's very sad so there was you know theories of oh maybe she did just kill herself but that's one hell of a way right to go right then there was talks that the lapd was involved the theory was that they were you know somehow covering something up because they delayed finding her body they were trying to say that the one they initially sweeped the, the roof that they intentionally did not find her body right away on purpose they were trying to hide something. Uh, then they tried to why say Why in the water tower? Right. That people are going to drink and complain and find anyway. Exactly. Unless you were stalling for time to, like, get her out. Nah. Right. Not believable. And then when they were stalling with the autopsy results, people were saying, oh, the LAPD has something to do with this. They know what the results are. And Maybe they don't want us. you to know. Maybe they don't I want mean, you to know. I mean, in general, usually not high-profile cases like this, in general, you don't know what the autopsy says. If it's your or, neighbor, yeah, or you're not going to know. Yeah, no, I don't I don't get that. Yeah. This one was kind of interesting. So there's a movie that came out, I believe in 2005. It was called Dark Water. It's like a Japanese film. Is and it, it scary? 
it's like a thriller kind of. Okay. I haven't seen it. I just kind of read a little bit about it. Okay. Essentially what it's about is a woman and her daughter, they end up moving into this rundown apartment building. Mm. They find dark discolored water coming from their sinks. No. They discover that the apartment above them mm. has flooded and the family that lived there disappeared all of a sudden. They eventually find the body of a girl who used to live up there, mm-hmm. and she was abandoned by her parents and drowned accidentally falling in the building's water tower. So the theory is that not even that too, movie preference makes sense. What she's too the the whole case is too closely similar to this movie. The oh, water no, being I know so many movies that revolve water towers. A, a girl dying accidentally in a water tank. So the the outlandish theory was that someone elaborately wanted to recreate this film and kill her in this way, which makes zero sense either. When did that movie come out? I think 2005. Let me check. Just to confirm. So you're saying this one person. Yeah, um, 2005. So they thought someone wanted to recreate this? One of them, yeah. One of the theories was, yeah. It's just too close to the premise of that film. But then you would think he would try to target a family. Oh, I don't know. Oh, the only part I liked in this story was the girl in the water tank. See, it doesn't make sense. Makes no sense. Yeah. The movie made no sense. No. How'd she get up there? Right. Anyway. Okay, anyway. Sorry. The last theory that, that I we've I read about was mm-hmm. following her death, there was an outbreak of tuberculosis like around the area Ouch. of the Cecil, which is honestly very strange to me because it's like 2013 at this time. Also, so like I remember this being strange. Yeah, and they used a test to like test for it, and it was called Lamb Dash Elisa, which literally is her name right. backwards. I'm gonna read the name of what it stands for. It's long, and I'm probably gonna pronounce it wrong, but I'm gonna try anyway. That's so fine. Lamb not- Elisa, supposed to stand for Lipo Arabinum Manin Enzyme Linked Immunosorbent Assay. Yeah. Okay. And Perfect. what makes it weirder is she was a student at the University of British Columbia, and they said that this this university mm-hmm. was known to be a uh, noted to be a well known TB research center. Wait. So, so did this come? Wait. This happened after she was found. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just did it, you know, in respect for her, which is weird. Very weird, though. That would be very weird way to just strange to me. So anyway, wait. She was a student at that school. Yes. And she wasn't involved in creating it. She no. wasn't, like, in science classes. Okay. No. I was going to say, that could have been, eh. That doesn't make sense. That's weird. So, we talked about the theories and consistencies about what really happened to Elisa. So, let's talk about what is the agreed-upon story. Yes. To so I forget the detectives point. and the coroner and everybody. So, the autopsy showed that officially her cause of death was listed as an accidental drowning. There were no indications of physical trauma on her body and no drugs in her system that could have contributed to her death or even alcohol. No recreational drugs, no alcohol. They did find evidence of her bipolar medication in her system. The interesting thing was the levels of the medications in her system were very low, which suggested mm-hmm. that she was not taking her medication properly. Mm-hmm. The coroner's report did mention her history of bipolar disorder as a significant condition that played a role in her death. The interesting thing also was they did speak with her family. She'd have um, her mom, her dad, and she had a sister. Um, They did mention that when she's had uh, episodes in the past of breakdowns, as they called it, 
she would get delusional and paranoid. So this kind of led them to believe that her her medication levels were so low at the time of her of her disappearance that around that time she was seeing things, she was delusional. The video of her in the elevator was her seeing things that weren't there. And I mean, how her roommates yeah. saw the brunt end of that, mm-hmm. of her symptoms coming up, of, you know. Right. And the other thing I wanted to mention, because I know I, I said I'd get into it later, but I, I, it's just a quick little thing about her at that taping of a show in Burbank. Mm-hmm. She actually was acting strange right. there, too. And she sent a letter to the show's host. Don't know what the letter said, but that's why they removed her. Whatever she wrote on that letter, they kicked her out. When was that? This was a couple days before she went missing. And they didn't come forward and just say, hey, this is what it said? Unless they couldn't, like, Unless they didn't release that to the public. So. Be like, yeah. How about, you know, they could give them some insight of where she was. Like, what was she saying? Yeah. So, that bipolar 1 disorder can cause psychotic breaks, like I said, where it's hard to separate fantasy from reality. Mm -hmm. That's why investigators believe, and they concluded from the video from the elevator that that's what she was experiencing her sister was noted to say she had patterns of previous episodes where she had she was afraid someone was after her and it's possible she saw the water tank as a place to hide so opened the the latch and jumped in however then she realized that it was the only way out and knew she had to tread water to stay alive she undressed to lighten the load leading to hypothermia that's kind of where their thinking happened Mm -hmm. to her do you agree not completely Okay. The Lamb's uh, parents did file a negligence lawsuit against the Cecil Hotel because of her accidental drowning. Yeah. But that was dismissed in 2015. There was just too much evidence that they did try to keep it, you know, inaccessible to the public. And it was just impossible for them to keep, you know. I mean, yeah, because how long are you going to – at one point are you going to stop making it impossible for someone to get there? It's not realistic. See, the problem is – the, the doors that actually had access to the roof were properly secured mm-hmm. with an alarm system that was apparently working at the time of her death. Mm-hmm. And the fire escapes have to legally be accessible by anyone mm-hmm. in case of an emergency. So they can't block those off to guests or anyone else. Because and like you said, it wasn't easy. Right. She had a mission. Right. Not impossible, mm-hmm. but not easy. And if she really was having, you know, um, some psychotic break, it's possible that it wasn't enough to. It was enough for her to have the strength and agility to get up there. Well, and willpower, just and, like exactly. want to do it. Exactly. If you want to do it, climb the ladder. She's right. going to do it. Right. So that's kind of their theory, as or not theory, but the, their conclusion as to what happened. They pretty much closed that case and mm-hmm. said this is this is what happened. Do I necessarily agree with it? No. So initially, when I thought that the hatch was closed. It made more sense to me. But now that I've now that it was confirmed that the hatch was open when she was found, leads a lot more questions. Really? Because I am yeah. the opposite. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so unless you want me to go mine first. You can if you'd like. Okay. So I believe, well, in the beginning, because I forgot like all the small details, I figured either there's a reason enough to get up there. And I was basically hinting at like um like her mental state, you know, if that's, I don't mean any offense. I'm mentally ill. Like, you know, we're both like, it's just, it's either that or someone was with her or she wasn't alone. 
and forced her to go. Then I leaned away from that more and went more to, I believe fully that she was having an episode. I believe that she either ran out or simply just stopped taking her medication. Um, I believe that because she was in a new place. It was exciting. Perhaps she just started to forget. I mean, hey, I've quit cold turkey before. You know how medicate if you're on it, it messes you up and you have like, I don't know how other things work, but you have a three to five day window where you're just waiting for that crash and you're waiting for something to happen. So if she just stopped or accident, whatever it may be, her roommates were seeing signs of it. She wasn't on medication. And I believe that she felt the need. I believe those workers caught her trying to get onto the roof. That is what I assume. She was somewhere where she wasn't supposed to be. Maybe she was on the fire escape. Maybe that's where she had already gained access to. I believe she went out that window by choice. I believe she went up and I believe she jumped into the water tank and couldn't get out. I don't know why. I don't know her headspace. I believe she was either scared or for some reason she was just she felt the need to do that. It's actually funny you say that because I, I think that my theory kind of mostly lines up with yours. I do fully believe that this was an issue of mental illness that, you know, undertreated. That I didn't mention before, but the in- investigators and they did, I think, turn this into the coroner's office. The pill bottles that she had, they looked at the fill dates for the medication and she had way more in the medication bottles than what she should have for when it was mm-hmm. filled, which that's why they knew, along with her levels being low, that she wasn't taking her medication that's properly. That, like that's so enough. she didn't run out of them. She just wasn't taking them she every just, day. And that's why I said being in a new place, you're on that hot, not, okay, well, I'm sorry. People like, that's how you explain it when you have mental, I'm sorry. So you're on that high and you're running of, this is a new place, this is exciting. She probably felt so independent and so mm-hmm. into and so excited and you just stop taking care of yourself that way because you're yeah. such at a high of happiness and greatness. And then you don't realize. And then it's too late. Yeah. And unfortunately, no one was there to care for her to check up on her enough. Like, even her parents could have been like, even if they did. Like, but I doubt. She I don't know. lied, though. She could have lied they or they could just not have talked about it. It's possible, too. You know, but that would have been. That's not far fetched to me. Yeah, I feel like with the elevator video, she definitely was seeing something that wasn't there. She was paranoid that someone was following her or someone was trying to get her. Yeah, hearing that, that's a pattern. Yeah. Yeah, makes total sense. Yeah, she was definitely seeing something that wasn't there. She was hiding from it, thinking that it was following her, trying to get her. And then eventually she left. I believe that she did go up that fire escape. I feel like there's really no way for her to get through that door without – if the alarm was working the way they said it was, there's no way she got through that door. And the scent really just kind of like the sold window, it. it. It was. It's a of, fu- yeah. Of course, it's going to end there. They're not going to make the dog go out in the fire escape, right? Exactly. So, so I don't know. I just like to me. So, but do you think that she went out there mostly because of fear? At that point, I guess that's where it narrows down. Mine, I kind of like dwindled off, and I said, I think just something led her up there. I yeah, I think it's possible that she was frightened enough that she thought that that was a good hiding spot is to be on the roof and no one would see her there. Yeah. I I mean. I really haven't even thought about why she went up there. I kind of just figured that with That's her being so is. psychotic, yeah. it could there could be so many reasons why she decided to go up there. But was I was out of fear. If it was fear or something else? Was she thinking she was following something? Exactly, and Who that's knows? the thing: is she following something or getting away from something? Right, because that I don't see. But or searching so, for something during an episode of any type of mental illness. I don't know how everyone experiences them. 
But was that logical to her at the time? It could have To go been. through the window and keep going because I have no – I can't go back? Because you have to be pretty persistent to want to climb up 15 uh, flights of stairs on a fire escape. Yeah. And then up a ladder. Yeah. on top of that, up a four by eight foot water Well, tank. and also, did it start out as fear? And then she got up there and she just – her mind just went somewhere else and she was like, okay, now I got to go up these stairs. You know, yeah. like it's not logical. That's the one thing I feel like we'll never really be able to know. Like that shit's crazy. Your brain is. I well, think. One, too. Wait, did the elevator thing happen on the fifth floor where the window scent was? Good question. Actually, no. The what? They, so they believe this is actually through through YouTubers and other people who were sleuthing through everything to try yeah. to figure out what happened to her. They figured out that that was actually on the fourteenth floor, and that was where that Sarah was that had the access to the roof. That's what's weird. But the scent was on the fifth floor? Yeah. It's possible she went down stairwells after that to get down to the fifth floor, but she clearly was up on the 14th floor before she went down to the fifth, which obviously but makes sense. But what if she started on the fifth with the scent, went out the window? No, because then how does she get into the 14th right. floor at the closed window? And why would, yeah, no. Oh, that gave me chills. I don't like that. No. To be honest with you, what I think happened, I think she, she, what is possible? I just I just thought of this. Maybe she was trying to get to the roof from the 14th floor. When she got out of the elevator, she saw the stairwell and went up to that door and saw that it was completely unpassable. Yeah, yeah. And thought, well, what do I do now? And didn't want to go in the elevator again because she thought someone was following her there. So maybe <laughs> she went down the stairwell down to the fifth floor. Maybe thinking, well, I'll go back to my floor. Maybe she went to her room first and then decided, you know what? There's She's a fire escape right here. Maybe I can try to get up to the roof from here. Wait, but the fifth floor was her room floor the floor of her room yeah so maybe she already maybe she went back to her room but it's the interesting thing but then wouldn't the dog have... smell on every other floor i mean no if she didn't go on those floors oh that's true because if she took the stairwell and the interesting thing too is they the the cameras on the fifth floor didn't work for some reason weird because at least then they could compare times yeah that doesn't make any sense to me now mm-hmm Wait, how, why did we bring up the 14th floor? Because that's where she was on the elevator. Video. No! That's why it gave me chills. Yeah. And she walked up to it? To where? On the 14th floor, she walked up to the elevator to I, get in? I don't know. It's possible because I don't, I don't know if there's any other videos from the other elevators of her getting on and off. Because that's what I'm saying. Like, did she get off and then, like, she was like, oh, I'm on the 14th floor. I got to go somewhere else and then try to do all I don't that? Know. I don't know. It's a lot to think about. I've heard the story before, but I've never tried to like think it through. Yeah, and every but time that- I'm sorry, but that still can't change the facts of what you told me about everything else. Yeah. She went out that window. She went up. Yeah, and she by choice, I think, got into the water tank. I think as not as- thinking ahead of because she wasn't in the right state of mind. I think. I think as far as the water tank goes, I think. When she went into the water tank, I think she was fully clothed. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I don't know. So I don't know if she fell in. I don't know if she intentionally jumped in. That's something. Another thing. I don't. I couldn't tell. Okay, you. that's true. I could see both. Yeah. Honestly, probably more likely that she, if in the state of mind that she's in, she probably jumped. Realistically, because maybe she saw and just it wasn't a fear. She didn't mm-hmm. feel that. And I think after jumping in, she probably realized soon after that she couldn't get out there was no way to get out and then you have no choice but to tread in that water because you have nothing else to do and i'm sure that water was cold and eventually she probably was getting hypothermic and the interesting thing about hypothermia is 
as you start to become more and more hypothermic and your your temperature, core temperature drops, you actually start pulling your clothes off because you start feeling hot, which is the yeah. craziest experience, really, if you think mm-hmm. about it. Your body is literally freezing to death and your body feels like it's hot and yeah. you pull your clothes off. And that's what really injures people in the yeah. long, you know, because they talk the exposure, about yeah. very weird scientific thing for the body. Very weird. And it's not even like, oh, I'll keep you warm. It's you are burning now. Take your clothes off. Yeah. But also, like, I don't even think. See, but I'm torn. Did she take the clothes off? Like, she jumped in. She took the clothes off because they were too heavy after she already knew. That's possible. Or because she she just chose to take them off. If you're in a state of mind that's not, you know, your normal state of mind. It could have been like, hey, this not to be like any, you know, what it was horrible. Hey, this feels nice. I'm swimming in the water. Like maybe that's why she went in in the first place. Maybe it wasn't straight panic. Then she had no clothes on. And then she started to like, then it started to do. So, I mean, I guess it doesn't, I know it doesn't really, it's a detail that doesn't really depend on anything. Like, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Realistically, I think there's three options here. Either one, she took her clothes off on purpose just to... You know, because she could. Yeah. In that state of mind. She took her clothes off because they were too heavy after On they purpose, got wet. Because there was a problem. Yeah. Right. Or she took them off because she was getting hypothermic and was ripping the clothes yes. off thinking she was hot and she wasn't. Yes. Like I said, not 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 an important detail, but not in, like to determine her ultimate death. But that little detail is very interesting because again, you don't know what she was thinking or feeling. Yeah. And that's a terrible thing, guys. Mental illness is real. Very real. And it's it's really sad. There is uh, the last thing she posted on Tumblr, actually. This is what she wrote. Oh. It's not bad. Okay. I have arrived in La La Land, and there is a monstrosity of a building next to the place I'm staying. When, I'm, when I say monstrosity, mind you, I'm saying as in gaudy. But then again, it was built in 1928, hence the Art Deco theme. So, yes, it is classy. But then, since it's L.A., it went on crack. Fairly certain this is where Baz Luhrmann needed to film, needs to film The Great Gatsby. She was riding that high. She was probably so happy to be there. I just wanted to say the, the way she wrote it almost sounds like she's manic a little bit. Really? I kind of get that. It's just kind of like a run-on. I could see that. Like a run-on kind of thing. Did anyone compare it to her old post, though? I don't know. See, that would be interesting. There's people that have deeply... I know, I'm asking you dove into Freaking detail. You're like, hey, Danielle, I gave you a thousand and one things. Well, here's something interesting. Her Tumblr's still up. I knew that, and that is... It's very creepy. It is creepy, but has anyone... No, and it's been untouched. Is anyone doing, like, memorial-wise through it? No. No. It's just her Tumblr. hmm But also, again, guys, if you're on medication and it helps you, please, please take, it. take it. That's the crazy thing. That's what happens. People th- people start to feel good or they either feel good and they decide they don't need it anymore. Or they I'm hate good. the side effects so much that they're like, I, I would rather be mentally ill and suffer yeah. from that than suffer no. from the side effects. Yeah. Surprise the Tumblr's still up. Did you look at it? Oh, I looked at it. It's weird. It's a mixture of things. She posted a lot of like art, reposted a lot of art stuff. Apparently, she was very into Harry Potter and The Great Gatsby, so there was some stuff about that. Oh, but back, you thought she wrote it in a more manically. I don't know the way it was written. It was kind of like a run-on type thing. 
I feel like it could have been. I'm not saying it is I can definitively, see that. but it, it's possible. And she was, was right feeling before. happy enough to write it that way that it seemed very positive. Yeah, this is like when the first day or so of her vacation. And that's what I'm saying. If she's so happy that... Girl, I can't tell you how many times... No, I can. Four. But I can't tell you how many times I purposely stopped because I thought it was good. Like, girl, it was not good. Yeah. That is sad. Yeah. I just... I. I'm not saying don't go on solo trips around the world. You deserve you. But it's just the safety of it. And it's really sucks to say that you can't just go on a solo trip in this. And it's not even that some, because I don't believe someone this, did this work. I believe it, no, was, I don't it believe was an accident. And it was There's nothing tragedy. to indicate that anyone did anything to her. Exactly. So. But it just is very sad that no one was there to help. Yeah. But then again, she's in a strange city. Knows no yeah. one, essentially. That's what's terrifying. Yeah. I'm just glad that the parents knew right away this is... Not like her. This is yeah. not like her and we need to be worried. Yes. Yes, you do. Glad the police were involved as much as they were. Yeah. I don't think that cover-up was real. I think that was a... Um, no, I, I agree. And that was just people being I think they just, they just the missed it. That's the other thing that really didn't make sense to me either also is when I found out that the, the hatch was open when, he, when she was found, makes me question... Was it open when they initially searched the roof? And if it wasn't, then why? Because he closed it. The dude who found her closed it. Oh, no. Because they, maybe, to be fair, he was looking for it. Yeah, he was looking to go in there. Maybe that's why he noticed. He got close enough to notice. Maybe the police, I mean, you're talking water tanks. They're like, what, 20 feet high? Those things are huge. Four foot by eight foot. Okay, I mean, they're pretty big. Maybe how it was positioned, they didn't see the open door. I don't know. That's kind of the problem with that, though, is they when they initially searched that roof, they had the air support division helping them search that roof. So they had above, yeah, aerial view. I mean, how would you if that was open? How would you see it though? Exactly. It makes me think either they missed it, but how do you miss an open hatch? But then it also begs the question: if it was really open when she fell in there. And it stayed open. How come if it wasn't open when they initially searched the roof, was it closed? Was she not even up there at that time? Like they said. When did they go up to look? I think it was a couple days after she was dis- she had disappeared. They searched the extensively the hotel. I think at that point they're on the roof. And this sounds bad because they like are trained to expect the worst or not. I don't know how they're trained. But like maybe they just honestly, there was no one there. That guy or two guys that took that corner to check didn't even think to find that suspicious or look in that hatch. It's just, it's just weird to me. Which is weird. I get, I think they just weren't in a position to see it. That's my honest opinion. That li- Like, what else? Either shoddy police work, or they just didn't see it. Or they did, and they didn't think it was a big deal. Yeah, but, why else? But really, though, if you see an open hatch on a water tank... Yes, and, and that's missing, why I'm... First idea for me... Looking in that water tank. Oh, are all of them open? Yeah, and you'd go from there. That's and if why they're I'm not, especially. Maybe they didn't see it. I don't know. Because really it looked, I mean, two of them at least were against the wall. Yeah. Maybe it was just like they weren't tall enough to see it. That dude had to climb up to get to that water tank. I just mm. think it's more logical. Yeah, I think they just didn't see it. But the police, yeah, no. The elevator thing, no. That video will haunt me. I just remember seeing it in the middle of the night. I was like, this is a jump scare and ended up being like for a real unsolved like mystery. Yeah. So um, 
just another interesting tidbit, actually. The Cecil Hotel is, as of December 2021, Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> or the stay on Maine, really, mm-hmm. they converted it to a privately funded permanent supportive housing project reserved specifically for those in the bottom 30% of the area's medium income. So basically, it's low-income housing now. Well, not really a hotel anymore. And apparently they only have like a third of it filled. So wow. even even with that being low income housing in the area it's in, they don't have many people living there. I wonder if people um, that's a lie. Everyone would be going for investigation and stuff if they Well, right after open. this happened, there's a lot of people who went to the Cecil and did their own investigations. So they were filming. Um Okay. So the one of the main areas that I looked at for the sources for this this episode actually was a documentary. It's a limited series on on Netflix called Crime Scene: The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. And I believe it's I watched f- that. I believe it's four episodes long. Yeah, lots of good information. It has yes. a- it interviews the manager Amy Price. It interviews the maintenance worker Santiago Lopez. Even it even interviews the man Morbid. The yeah, metal, that's where metal okay. vocalist. Yeah, so that's where I heard. Yeah, most of this. With, the, with the conspiracy theory, they have detectives there. Yeah. talking. They have. YouTubers who were doing extensive research after they saw the video. Yeah, they have There's a lot. So that was a good many people. Like, docu series. Yeah, it was. I highly recommend it if you really want to look more into this yourself. Definitely watch it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's four episodes. I think they're about an hour each, but it, it really keeps that. you captivated with all the evidence yeah. you get it firsthand from people who were involved in the case. It's just really an awesome series. They did a really good yeah. job with it. So it goes into everything. I mean, I think. I mean, I think it's pretty much solved. I think they're correct in saying it was accidental. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where you kind of know the conclusion they came to most likely makes sense. Just there's so many little things that like, okay, but why? Well, and you're not certain. Yeah, and that's the crazy thing because how if she wasn't, let's just say she. I don't think she was in the right state of mind. Like we said, I think she was going through an episode. And being like that, there is no reason. There is no real good reason for why someone does the, the thing they do and let's say they're manic or going through an episode such as that. Yeah. So even if we did know, even if she told exactly what she did, then we'd still be like, why? And she'd be like, I don't know. She wouldn't know. See, maybe, which one was the hatch? This one. Yeah, they're not seeing that easy. Are you kidding me? That's true. But the, the, what gets me is the aerial view. This is an aerial shot. Yeah, I know, but maybe, I mean, yeah, they should be more on the lookout, but maybe you just, I don't know. And it does say, again, I'm looking at another source, and they are saying, again, that the first time the detectives looked at the roof, they did not look at the water tanks. Yeah, okay. So. So, it was open, and if they had looked, I believe that they would have found it. That's just in my opinion. I think that's the most logical thing that happened. Right. Which is unfortunate, because they could have found her a lot sooner. Yeah. Oh, that's upsetting. I mean, you did a really good job. That really went into detail. That was really well put. Thank you. I really enjoyed talking about that episode because it was like, yeah, it's like unsolved soft. Yeah. It, like, and you so can say like we had an hour and a half discussion. Like we still like, I don't know. It was there's a very so interesting things. topic yeah. that you chose. So Thank I was you. not expecting that one. What were you expecting? I had nothing on my mind. Okay. I just wasn't expecting it. Okay. I'm glad I caught you by surprise. But this one, yeah, blindsided me. Good one. Good episode, friend. Thank you, friend. 
yeah, I want to hear, if anyone's listening, they want to share <laughs> their theories, that'd be great. I will, I mean, I will argue with you, politely, if I disagree, but I think that would be very interesting to hear other people's theories. You're wrong, but thank you for your input. That's yeah, I'd be like, you're wrong, but like, it's okay. Anyway, friend, those are longest yet. Cool. Cool, anyway, as you would say. I forget what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I know you just didn't want to say. Uh, stick around for more. Oh, yeah, stick around for more cool stuff. Cool stuff. Okay, <laughs> bye, friends. Bye. Also, if you have a theory, come at me because I'm not afraid of the fight. <laughs>